Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's the beginning of Insanity Week. It's the craziest stories that I could find. I didn't actually want to find them. They found me. Well, we're covering some of the craziest stuff this week on Dead Rabbit Radio. First off, a time traveler appears in a city in Wyoming. His mission? Warn us of the massive alien invasion coming in the year 2018. And then we meet a group of people who have pierced the veil between reality and fantasy using methamphetamines. And they've started their own religion. Their gods? The Shadow People. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys had a great day too. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope it was a calm one. Because this week... This week, we're going to cover some of the craziest stories we've come across on Dead Rabbit Radio. It didn't go out of my way to find them. They just somehow dogpiled on me. No matter what I researched this week, turned into just a super bizarre rabbit hole. So to start off Insanity Week, coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now, it's our newest Patreon supporter. He's dressed up as one of those old-timey mental people, not not the guys in the asylum. He's not walking around in a straitjacket. You know what old-timey people, they used to carry around the nets? They had, like, the funny wagon. You're like, Jason, that was in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. They didn't actually have those people. Jesse, everyone give a round of applause to Jesse. He runs in. He's He's drawn like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon character. He's running in with his net. Did they used to do that? They used to, like, drag you off. Nowadays, they're like, please come to the hospital. But I guess in the old... (laughs) I saw this documentary once about Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Didn't they used to throw a net over you? Jesse's like, no, that didn't exist. That didn't exist. That was a cartoon. Jesse, you're going to be your captain or pilot this episode. He's shaking his head. Oh, if you think this is bad, I feel really bad for the Patreon supporter on Thursday's episode. But Jesse, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon or if you have a job that actually exists, that's fine too. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Jesse, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We are leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> Old Jason Jalopy is driving down the road. It's October 2nd, 2017. It's 10.30 p.m. A man appears in the middle of the street. He's like, what? Where am I? And someone goes, you're in Casper, Wyoming. And he goes, no, I mean the date. And they go, we should ask that. You asked where where you were. Answer that. He's like, no, the date, the date. And they said, it's October 2nd, 2017. And he goes... They've sent me back too far. And he's running through the street of Casper, Wyoming. I have to warn somebody. I have to warn anybody. He's running around. This man's name is Bryant Johnson. This is a true story. Well, the true part is there's a man named Bryant Johnson in Casper, Wyoming. He says he's from the year 2048. He's running around. He starts saying he has to talk to the president of town. Who's the president of the town? And people are like, what are you talking about? And then he'd like run away and then he'd run into someplace else and he'd be like, 
what year is it? He already knows the year. That's just the best way to start the conversation. He wants people to know he's a time traveler. He's doing this. The police are called out. They come out and they see this man. He's running around. I was, <laughs> I was kind of making the story more exciting. It was more like he was stumbling around town going, where's the president of town? People are like, what? The alien invasion's coming. He wasn't this super active Kyle Reese character. The reason why I had to add that disclaimer was one, because it's the truth. I wanted to make sure I was telling the truth. But two, what's coming next? When the police show up, this man who I previously said was running all over town, the police walk up to him and they can obviously tell he's incredibly drunk. They give him a breathalyzer test. He blows a .136, which a .08 is legally drunk, or at least legally drunk to drive. So this guy is off the sauce, or on the sauce, or off his rocker, or all sorts of stuff, right? This guy's super drunk. That's an illegal term. The guy was super drunk, Your Honor. So the police question him. They're like, listen, um, you're drunk. It's not really a question. It's a statement. We're going to say that you're drunk. And he goes, that's funny that you say that. It's funny that you say that. Because you're right. I am drunk. I am drunk, officer. But not by my own accord. You see, in the future, this is the greatest excuse. <laughs> this is the greatest excuse I've ever heard. In the future, the only way you can time travel is to be incredibly drunk. You're like, Jason, that's not a good excuse at all. That's the worst excuse. Well, I think it's a creative excuse. He says, listen, so what happened was in the year 2048, I was put on this giant teleportation pad. And to make it so I could actually time travel, I was force-fed liquor. It's his favorite liquor, honestly. He was like, can I have Jack Daniels, please? Glug, 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 glug. They don't give him, like, gin or something disgusting. They force-fed him liquor, and the liquor is... The body has to be saturated with alcohol to travel back in time. And the police are looking at each other, and they're like, Dad, <laughs> we don't know how time travel physics are, are going to work in the year 2048. All we know is that you're drunk here now. And you're running around, you're asking... You're not running around, Jason keeps adding that detail. You have laser blasters, you're shooting everyone. You're stumbling around town, you're harassing people, you're publicly intoxicated, we're bringing you in. And he is like, no, no, you can't do that, because he does have this mission. He was sent back in time to warn about this alien invasion that's coming in the year 2018. He was supposed to return to the year 2018, but he was sent back to the year 2017 instead. So Jason, why are you covering this story? It seems like just a local weirdo, got a little drunk, hallucinating, whatever. I mean, it's not outside the realm of what I cover on this show. It does involve aliens, but there's a specific reason why I'm covering this story. It's funny. It is funny, and it does give us an idea of what time travel may be like. What I thought was really interesting was that he was sent back in time to warn us of an alien invasion of the year 2018. Now, obviously, it's the year 2021. It, it never happened. But the people who sent him back... Now, this could just be his alcohol-addled brain... But the people who sent him back were aliens. Aliens time-traveled him back to the year 2017 to warn about an upcoming alien invasion. Let's put on our conspiracy caps here for a second. When I read that, I go, why would aliens send back somebody to warn about them invading? What if aliens in the future... Let's, let's say this. In 2018, aliens invaded the planet. It was a blowout. The aliens, spaceships flying around. Choo, 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 choo. Dropping, dro dropping bottles of Jack Daniels and people are like, what? This is the best weapon ever. And they're drinking it. And everyone's just taking big naps and the aliens are just kind of like walking into Congress and they're like, I guess we won. 
We didn't know humans. We didn't know humans would react so poorly to our biological weapons. We thought it, well, we we thought it would kill them, but instead it just put them to sleep. So it's now the year 2048, and the aliens who've invaded Earth hate it here. So they decide to send the most sober human back. They're like, this man only has a blood alcohol content of 0.136. They send him back in time. He runs around Casper, Wyoming. He's saying aliens are going to invade. And aliens <laughs> aliens also read the local newspaper of Casper, Wyoming. You didn't know that? That's the only newspaper aliens read. The aliens get all their information from the Casper Gazette, some little newspaper, and they can read this report, and everyone laughs at this guy. I'm not laughing at you, Brian Johnson. You're a hero. You saved us. But Brian Johnson comes back, and he's like, oh, no, don't invade. The aliens sent me back, and the alcohol pad, and all this stuff. And everyone laughs at him and throws him in jail. But up somewhere in Recticuli 7, the aliens are like, oh, my God. Did you read today's issue of the Casper Gazette? Of course they did. That's the only newspaper we read. And they saw this, and that's why the aliens didn't invade. So thank you, Brian Johnson. Thank you for saving the planet. All you had to do was sacrifice your own liver and 48 hours in jail. You were able to keep us from being taken over by aliens as we all laid around in alcoholic stupors. A true hellish future. Jesse, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys of the carpenter copter. We're leaving behind Casper, Wyoming. We are headed out to... The School of Shadows. This is where the insanity starts. This is where the insanity of Insanity Week starts. Uh, we're going to take a look at a group of people who have formed a new religion. And I got to give a shout out to Fabio Nurbon. He actually recommended the story. He's recommended a lot of good stuff. Really, really appreciate it. Jesse, you see that school down there in that spooky, in that spooky, spooky swamp? There's no roads connecting it to anything. It's all like dark and moldy and everything like that. That's where we're going. So hope you guys, me and Jesse, have on our gas masks and our PPE. Hope you guys brought those when you came to listen to a podcast. We're walking through the swamp. We open up the school doors. I don't, I don't know why they sounded like that either. Don't even, don't, I imagine they were like moldy. They make a weird sound. We're walking into the School of Shadows. This school was set up by a man on Reddit known as ThoughtBot100. And I'm, I couldn't verify it, but I think we've covered him before. We've done a lot of meth stories on this podcast. Even starting early on, I think episode four had a meth story. So I think I've covered him before. But he created the subreddit back in February 2021. Has 185 members, which is 185 members more than it should have. And I'll explain why. I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous, but I'll explain why. But let's take a look at the theories here. So we walk into the School of Shadows, and we sit down in a desk. We all sit down on the same desk. It's a quantum desk. It can hold all of us. Let's take a look at what ThoughtBot100 is teaching. He has a philosophy known as the Life Edition Theory. Where life is about adding things. Life is constantly about growing as a person. Fascinating, really, if you think about it. And it's quite simple. You gain experiences. You don't really lose experiences. You gain knowledge. I mean, you can forget things, but it's not really that you forget it. It's that you just don't have access to it anymore. Every Life is always about addition. 
So you constantly need to be adding observations to your life, adding information to your life, adding experiences. That is what the universe wants. Life is perception. Perception is thought. Thought is reality. So what you perceive is reality. That is the secret. That is the science to getting rich. That is an old philosophy. You can warp reality through your own thoughts. And if you get a bunch of people together and they agree on reality, that is what constructs the universe. This isn't groundbreaking stuff. It's interesting. It's not groundbreaking stuff. I hadn't heard of the life edition theory before, but the idea that thoughts and reality is, and we've all decided that that's wood. We've all decided that my hand won't go through oak. That'd be awesome if everyone on the planet just goes, Jason's hand can go through oak. Like, if everyone just believed that. I'm just, like, sticking my hand, pulling squirrels out of trees all day long. I'm like, thanks, world. But those are all, I remember hearing that type of stuff in high school. That was, like, high school philosophy. So that's all well and good, and I can understand where that logic's coming from. This is where it starts to get darker. This is why it's the school of shadows and not the school of intro to philosophy. If thought is reality and everyone's combined thoughts is what makes up the reality of the universe, the shared reality, psychosis bends the rules of the universe. Quote, We believe psychosis has contributed to dismantling reality and making it more simulation, unquote. Which we hear a lot about in conspiracy theory today, that we're moving to a reality that's so cartoonish that you can look at and go, how are things playing out the way they are? It feels like we're in a simulation. It feels too dynamic, too action-packed, too full of mystery. Like, constructed mysteries. It seems like we're in a simulation rather than a random chaotic universe. And you could say predictive programming isn't the Illuminati putting stuff in television shows to predict what they have to do because some sort of weird cosmic rule. It's the opposite. The universe is so bizarre now that it's replicating what is in the popular culture. That it is a natural phenomenon. And that's kind of what's going on here. The psychosis is actually bending the universe and making it less real and more simulation. So the goal of the School of Shadow is to continue this process. And the best way to continue this process is with the deities of the universe on your side, a.k.a. the Shadow People. We've talked about shadow people a lot on this show. Shadow people, I've had personal experiences with shadow people. I'll put those I'll put those episodes in the show notes. There's a whole bunch of theories whether they're interdimensional, whether they're jinn, whether they're alien, whether they're the original inhabitants of hell who were pushed out when demons came down. There's a ton of different theories on these guys. Are they ghosts? Are they more malevolent ghosts? But the shadow people, you can see them when you are in an area where shadow people normally inhabit, a haunted house, a normal house, if a shadow person wants to pay you a visit, another way that you can actually see shadow people anywhere, you can be at the mayor's office, you can be talking about the upcoming alien invasion. Smoking meth and staying up will allow you to see the shadow people. I don't really think just staying up on its own will allow you to see shadow people. 
But definitely a si- a very well-known side effect of smoking meth, of meth psychosis, is seeing the shadow people. I used to follow the subreddit, the meth subreddit, and I had a hard time telling, because I also cover, I also follow a bunch of paranormal subreddits, and I would see shadow people pop up all the time in my Reddit thread, and I would have to look to see if it was a meth subreddit, or if it was the truth is here, or ghosts, or some other subreddit. They talk about shadow people all the time in the meth subreddit. But ThoughtBot100 has an idea here. We should worship the shadow people. They're the closest we have to real gods, real angels, real demons are the shadow people. And that's an interesting thought because I guess I I guess I should add this in now. Thoughtbot 100 smokes a lot of meth. He does a lot of meth. He's on a lot of the meth boards as well. And I might have mentioned that earlier. I think I did in passing, but to be specific, he does smoke a lot of meth and he's very open about that. How many people can say they've actually seen God? I can say I've seen the work of God in my life. But I've never seen him. I mean, my eyeballs are still intact. I'm not a pillar of salt. So, but I've never seen God. But you can see, you can see the shadow people tomorrow if you start, or maybe tonight, depending on how quickly you can get it. If you, I'm not, I'm not recommending this. But if you did start using meth and had meth psychosis, you could see shadow people. Don't do it. It's not worth it. But if you had questions about faith, do angels exist? Do demons exist? You can see shadow people with the right amount of chemicals. I'm sure with the right amount of any drug or lack of sleep, you might be able to have other spiritual experiences. But it's almost guaranteed with meth. So when you have a religion geared towards meth users, they've all seen the shadow people. There is no faith. They've seen them. They've interacted with them. The shadow people... Thoughtbot explains that they want to be worshipped, but it's not like the traditional build a shrine, kill a calf, bow before it. They clone you. The shadow people clone you for two reasons. One, the first one is incredibly disturbing. I mean, anyone cloning you for any reason is probably creepy, but when I read this, I go, oh, that's creepy. They clone you for two reasons. One, the shadow people clone you and they keep this clone. So when, and I'm going to keep using this term over and over again, it's ThoughtBot100's term. It's a catch-all term. I'm not saying that everyone who suffers from this does this, but just because I'm going to be quoting it a lot because he says it's schizophrenic. He's constantly talking about people who are schizophrenic hear voices. And I know not everyone who hears voices is schizophrenic and vice versa. But he says, when a schizophrenic hears a voice in their head, that's somebody else's clone. So think about that for a second. Extrapolate that for a second. It's really creepy. That means that somebody who is hearing a voice in their head could be your voice. Could be you. Isn't that creepy? Some dude who's dealing with some sort of mental issue and he hears a voice telling him to do horrible things, that could be your voice. Now, I'm not saying this is true. I'm not saying it's true. But that's a creepy theory. That's one reason. The other reason is that they feed off of this clone emotionally. And this clone of you is called the ego. And so this is how you worship the shadow people. You have to go in front of a mirror 
and you remember good memories about yourself, you think good thoughts about yourself, you build up your ego. And you look in the mirror and you talk yourself up. You make this cloned version of you a shining star. A dazzling light in a world of darkness. And it has a twofold effect. One, the shadow people get more energy to eat from this clone, to absorb from this clone. And you start to become more like your ego. You start to become the superior clone, the superior version. And the shadow people reward you with this. Because you're giving them more energy, they will help you in your reality-bending quest. Another interesting thing that ThoughtBot points out is that almost every religion reveres the prophet. But we are all prophets. We all predict things every single day in our dreams. Second rule of the School of Shadows. Well, first one is it helps to smoke meth, right? It helps to smoke meth so you can see the shadow people. Two, every day look in the mirror and do this multiple times a day. Give yourself a big ego. Like, literally, talk about how great you are. Remember great things that you did. Imagine yourself being great. That's giving the shadow people more energy to feed off of. Three, keep a dream journal. Because the more you write down, the more dreams you remember. And the more you write down, you can start to make connections between your dreams and reality. You're actually seeing the future. Thoughtbot goes on to proclaim that all schizophrenics could be a prophet. The voices that they're hearing, since they're us, since they're actual voices, they're egos that are spread out across the planet, they could be telling them your dreams that you had, and it's their job to make sense of them. Just like any prophet, it is their job to make sense of the vision. One of the quotes in this is, quote, We believe in the voices. This is deeply unsettling stuff, honestly. You notice I'm not cracking a bunch of jokes. I find this very, very unsettling for a couple of reasons. But we'll get into this. Uh, I want to get into a little bit more. But yeah, I find this deep, deep stuff deeply unsettling. I think you can tell my tone has changed a bit. I definitely can tell as well. But let's let's talk about this real quick. Uh, Thoughtbot100 himself is currently creating a new heaven for us. A new afterlife. I guess I'm using the word heaven. He uses the word afterlife. He also proclaims that he slammed meth for two years. Slamming is where you're injecting it. So that, that'll be interesting. It's always nice to know that the person in charge of our afterlife is a hardcore meth addict. This is highly dangerous stuff that he's messing with. It's highly dangerous. And he's uncontested in this space. This is the equivalent of one nation having a nuclear bomb. No, it's not even that. This is the equivalent of one drug addict having a nuclear bomb. I have never come across somebody trying, somebody organizing a religion around worshiping shadow people. Shadow people are the X factor in this whole paranormal game. Like, we can say maybe they're aliens, maybe they're interdimensional, maybe they're demons, maybe they're ambivalent towards the whole thing. We don't know. They're the only X factor in the paranormal game. We know what the alien factions want. We know what the angels want. We know what the demons want. We know what the ghosts want. We know what the cryptids want. 
but we don't know what the shadow people want. They're like the mercenaries. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't know what their intent is. So that means that whoever figures it out first has an edge. And while everyone else is just kind of dismissing them, or not not dismissing them, but as everyone else is just saying, maybe they're this, maybe they're that, we have a meth addict, a, a self-proclaimed meth addict. I'm not trying to disparage this guy. He says it himself. Worshipping these things and building a cult around worshipping these things. 185 members. Now, let's say 30% of them are in it for the lulz. They just thought it was a funny thing to add on to their subreddit. That's still over 100 people who may be doing this and nobody else is. No one else is experimenting with this. They're afterthoughts. They're not part of the lore, the mainstream. This is extreme. I am not joking. I think this is one of the most dangerous cults we've covered on this show. And we've covered cults like the Leopard Society that actually murders people. Still. Deeply unsettling story. Deeply disturbing story. When I talk about Insanity Week, this is the type of thing I'm talking about. Like, the the other stories are more lighthearted than this. But this is insane. And this is insanity that can actually affect us all. Building a new afterlife from a guy who's been slamming meth for two years. And you're like, Jason, you don't really think he can do that. We don't know what the limitations are of the shadow people. We don't know. We know nothing about them. We can't even agree what they are. You're but you're knock on the wall. You can go. Maybe that's a ghost. Maybe that's the plumbing. Da 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 da. You can debate that. But ghosts in and of themselves, we we for the most part, you go. They are trapped here. They didn't go under the light. They have something that they didn't finish. Those are small variations. Whether whether or not you go, no, they have to do this. Those are small variations. But we know that ghosts are human. We know that they're human spirits. We know that demons are fallen angels. Angels are messengers of God. These are all things that the lore says. We know that Bigfoot is a cryptid that lives in these particular parts of the world. You can debate whether or not these things exist all day long, but they have an alignment. Shadow people don't, and we've covered them so many times on this show. They are a loose cannon. They are a mercenary group, and it is extremely dangerous that the people who are communicating with these things the most are the most unstable of society. And if they succeed in this goal, if these things do work, it's bad for everybody. Outside of the realm of talking, like outside of paranormal stuff, does any of this stuff make sense? No. I'm not going to be running through the streets of Casper, Wyoming, getting people to shut down the School of Shadows. Like outside of the realm of the paranormal, it's a group of 100 plus people who are worshiping a what they perceive to be their god or their ruler. But when we talk about paranormal, when we're talking about this type of stuff, this is one of the most dangerous groups I've ever come across. Because if they can actually alter reality, if they can get enough of them together and use group psychosis to bend the rules of the universe, would we even know that it happened? Because it's the rules of the universe. 99.9% of us just kind of wake up each day and we know what the world was like before and we expect the world to continue like it was. 
And I'm not talking about geopolitical events. I'm talking about stuff like gravity or the fact that Care Bears aren't real. But if there was a shift like this, it wouldn't be like the Mandela effect where people go, I remember there was a cornucopia on Fruit of the Loom. You'd wake up, your doctor would be a Care Bear, and you wouldn't even think twice about it. You'd be like, Dr. Hugs a lot sure is good with my carpal tunnel syndrome. But even that would be nothing compared to an afterlife crafted by a man who suffers from meth psychosis. An afterlife, the rest of eternity, trapped in a reality made by a man who injects toxins into his bloodstream. For fun. We may wake up tomorrow in a new reality, a new dimension. Ruled over by mad men who have now ascended to become insane gods. A world inhabited by shadow people. We are simply food sources for them. They feed off of our light. They feed off of our hope. And when those are gone, they feed off of our fear, our anger, our sorrow. This is the new reality. This is the world that the School of Shadows prophesized. It is the one they crafted. It is the one they made. It is the one we all now exist in. And it is one that we can never escape from. We called them crazy. We laughed at them. But in the end, they succeeded where we failed. Their gods came and showed themselves to the world. And while the rest of humanity ignored them, the School of Shadows worshipped them. Their reward was total power. Our punishment was unending pain. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. credit card bill.